Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Turnover on T. Picked up by O'Neal. Right side Conley. Stop and pop three. Mike Conley for three. 94-85 Utah. The Jazz by nine with 3.28 left. They're throwing it in the lake here in Minnesota. 194, minute to play. Donovan at the top, guarded by the 6'8 Covington. Comes off the pick, drives, kicks to the corner. Bogdanovich contested three. Perfect. Ball game. Boyan Bogdanovich with 30. Ring the bell. The Utah Jazz get the win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, 103-95, the final score. And PK, this was a game full of runs. Basically, when the Jazz played the bench, Minnesota went off a 21-5 run in the first half and an 18-1 run in the second half. And both times, when Quinn Snyder put the starters back in, it changed immediately. Jazz went on 10-0 runs and 12-0 runs. I mean, teams have stronger benches and stronger starting groups, and they do something well and they do something poorly. It's rarely just night and day like this where one group's getting pounded and the next group comes in and just flips the game 180 degrees immediately. Well, that's good and bad for obvious reasons there. Uh, but you know, I, I told you a long time ago, you got a team and you play the same team twice within two or three days, they always split. Not always. Not I'm usually. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. So I said yesterday that you viewed it as like a little mini playoff thing because they could do some coaching. Right, they're just it's time for adjustments. And my gosh, I thought Gobert was sensational. Uh, that might have been the best game he's played all season under the circumstances of what just happened a couple of nights prior with Towns doing his thing. And it just seemed like Gobert, like, he was... He, he was pithed about something, and probably Towns going off, and of course they lost. I love it when that guy has extra motivation, because I thought he was just absolutely brilliant defensively, just everywhere, and he just, he, I've, as a fan watching on television, I feed off that emotion. <laughs> I mean, I, I can only imagine what these guys who are actually playing the game think. Conley was sensational. The thing that stuck out to me was zero turnovers. You know, obviously the eight assists to zero turnovers, you'll take that 100% of the time. But he was under control. There's a couple of things I think that I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit, but he is ambidextrous there in the key. But sometimes I think he too willingly goes to his right hand. And, you know, that's obviously not his strong hand, but that's nitpicking because he played well. And Bogdanovich, I don't know how you don't love the way he plays. Oh, my gosh. How about some of the, the, the shot he hit on the sideline right in front of the bench? That was awesome. Just his emotion and the way yeah. he's moving and the passion that he plays with. And the big shots he hits. And obviously the shots. Yeah, the again, ball's got to go in. And again. And the ball does go in to a, a good rate. You know, he shot over 50% from three. And I thought the bench, they don't. They basically only have three guys right now, their bench. And I thought they were, Amudiate obviously didn't shoot the ball well. But he had five boards and he uses his size. And I thought... Uh, I thought Jeff Green was a little more active. So it, it was a very nice win for him. 103.95 to get the victory, and they're coming home for a Golden State in New Orleans. The rare back-to-back home games, Friday and Saturday with the Warriors and Pelicans coming in. 
Jazz pick up the win. Uh, the rest of the NBA, let's get to that. Hashtag NBA. He was fantastic from the beginning of the game. You know, he was doing his thing, knocking down threes, drawing fouls. So he he took it to us. Like I said earlier in the year, we're just trying to figure out a way of winning games, and then we want to become a good team. You know, right now we're winning games, uh, but we have not become a good team yet. And so we, we have a lot of work. Uh, we are clearly a work in progress. Our guys know that, though, and they understand that. That's Doc Rivers talking about the Clippers, who had sure. Paul Paul George. It wasn't Ed Ordron. <laughs> it could have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing together for the first time, and they beat the Celtics in overtime, 107-104. And before that, that was Steve Kerr talking about Luka Doncic, who threw up a massive triple-double in just 25 minutes. You know, baseball, they talk about the worst teams that have gutted themselves and are, you know, playing some long game for the next, you know, year, two, three down the line or whatever, how they're a quadruple-A team. I feel like the Warriors are a quadruple-A team right now. Well, they're battered. They had a great run, and now maybe it's the basketball gods or karma or what have you uh, taking its toll. But maybe it's the fact those guys played so many ball games that just kind of the nature of the course of playing that much, I don't know. But either way, obviously they don't have their guys I think this game and this season, I think the Mavericks are legitimate. I think right now Doncic is, a, and it's only a, you know, what do you, you always fractionalize the season. We're a fourth of the way. We're an eighth of the way. I don't know whatever we are, but it's obviously still early because we're just about at the month mark. He is a sensational ball player. He is top five in the league. Hey, yo, who's with him? Well, it's funny you say that because LeBron. I had trouble sleeping last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I was up for like three hours. And so I'm running through the stuff, trying to just keep my mind right, yeah. occupied. Le- LeBron and Kawhi Leonard. LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Those Harden. Two easy and ones. And Doncic. Onto The Greek Onto Yeah, I had him. So I'm, I'm open. I have a fifth spot. So you got Doncic, Onto Kimball, LeBron, Kawhi. Harden. I, I, I hesitate to put Kawhi in because you're just going on rep because he's missed so many games. Oh, so you're going 15 games only. He's impacting yeah. these 15. Yeah, I mean, he's missed a high percentage of the of the 15 games. I mean, obviously, if, if he's a best, he's a great player, but just on these 15 games, he hasn't played enough. He doesn't have the minimum plate appearances. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, well, that was awesome. I mean, it was the Warriors. Yeah, but he did, he's was, doing it against everybody. I, he has, I know. 36 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. In 25 minutes, you said? Yeah. Come on. I know. Who He's does that, He's 20 years right? old. He's absolutely brilliant. It was 44-16 to 16 after one quarter. They just came out and they just lit yeah, him up. It was it a was, whole it was, game. My bad. I would have sent him home. It was 26 minutes after Well, 25. he single-handedly outscored them in the first yes, quarter. Yes, he did. We saw that, too. Yeah. I would have sent him home. I said, all right, go by. Well, we'll do load management this way. <laughs> go home. <laughs> Because you know he can't go out to drink because he's only 20 years old. That if they ask, go ahead. I was going to, well, no, go ahead, finish it. Because if they ask him, you know, what's your favorite beer or something, he could say, that's a clown question, bro. There it is. That's it. Because he's a minor. The classics never grow old. That was in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. Bryce Harper. He yeah. can't even rent a car. No, that's going to be a while. 25? <laughs> going to be 25? He can buy the car dealership, that's, but Kyle, he can't rent it. Kyle Whittingham <laughs> sending Brian Johnson out to recruit, and <laughs> Brian finds out he can't rent a car. 
That was funny. 25 years old to rent a car. That's like the last thing you can do. That's your last little step into adulthood right there. Uh, run for president. 35, if you're going to do that. And you got to live in the country, which, you know, I have some doubts, but I'm not going to get into it. Got to be born here. I'm just saying. The Wizards beat the Spurs. Greg Popovich has never had a team this bad. Can we just go ahead and write the Spurs off? They're not going to battle for the 7-8 spot. Or don't doubt Pop. They're 5-10 and 10 out of the gate. That's, that's not good in the hyper-competitive West. Uh, I'd have to look at the standings real quick. Uh, crazy, crazy game with the Wizards. One thirty-eight, one thirty-two. Both teams <laughs> scoring at will. Crazy I think, I think it's time he they fire him and promote Becky Hammond. Becky's like, could you improve the roster before you do that? Or what are we gonna have? <laughs> some better players. Whoever becomes the first woman coach, it's like the the black guys in college football. You're not getting. They don't the, get Alabama. Get job. the best. They get New Mexico State. Uh, Dwayne Walker? Dwayne Walker. Yeah. The UCLA coordinator is <laughs> a bowl game with Vegas, and he took the New Mexico State That's job. coordinator, yeah. Yeah. They normally, well, we'll give you a few scraps here, but you're not going to get the, the great jobs. And there is some exceptions, but we're going back. Uh, I would say right now, yeah, the Spurs are in definite trouble because you look at the eight teams in Minnesota being eighth at eight and seven. I'm not sure Phoenix can sustain it. Seven and six. We'll have to see. They'll get a major addition back when Aiden, he's got, he's probably, what, 10 games into his 25-game suspension. So maybe some of these teams that are 5-9, and 5-10 and 10 can get it together and be in the race for the eighth spot. Well, and what's going to happen have- with uh, Zion when he comes back? Pelicans yeah. up to a 5-9 and nine start. They'll He'll be here. help them. Yeah. Uh, the other teams, uh, they're not bad. I mean, Sacramento's 6-7. and seven. That's not bad. So, yeah, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight for, I would think, every spot. Maybe the Lakers continue to emerge and pull away. But I think every spot, there'll be two or three teams fighting for first, two or three teams obviously second, and two or three teams for eighth all the way down. You were just telling us yesterday how you hate it when uh, when a big name, a star, hangs it up. Kind of the passing of time. And then the word came out yesterday that Pau Gasol is hanging it up. And you're like, well, I hadn't seen Pau Gasol playing. And that's because he's trying to rehab a foot injury and it's not happening. It's all over. The spirit is willing, but the body is saying no go. Looking at a coaching role for him in uh, Portland now. Six-time All-Star. Yeah, in the league for many, many years. Two-time NBA champion. One of the stars of the international game for sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Cougars lose in overtime at Boise State, 72-68. to There were opportunities, as you might expect, in an overtime game. Just the simple stuff, PK. You know, there were times they were giving up offensive rebounds and everything, and that wouldn't have happened if Baxter had been there or they had Yoli Childs. And then there were some turnovers. Got to drive the coaches nuts. Going behind the back, driving down the lane. Starting to fast break the other way. In a game where you're defending pretty well, don't give up easy points in transition. If you get your defense back and you get set, you're probably going to get a stop. There weren't many goes for Boise State. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, they blew it, but they also have a little bit of a pass with Child sitting over there. 
you know, you don't even think about Baxter anymore. And that sucks for him because he obviously, those two guys would have made a major addition. So basically, you can argue they have three starters out. And I don't know that Wade would have started. I haven't seen enough of him myself. I don't follow high school ball that much. Uh, but I saw Baxter, and obviously we've seen Childs. And they certainly, would, if not start with Baxter, he would play. I mean, Kobe Lee... He's giving you everything he's got, so it's hard to criticize him. He reminds me of uh, what I'm, I'd imagine Greg Kite was at the uh, collegiate level. He's a big body trying to bruise his way into production. I didn't really see Kite play in college, but I saw him in the, in the NBA. Uh, I, I, I want better ball movement, too. I know it's too much ISO going on there. And, and Tulson can get his own shot. And he's very crafty, and he's a big kid for the position he plays. But then Nixon misses a point-blank offensive rebound that they could have won. They had many, many chances. They're just going to have to gut it out. I don't expect them to have a whole lot of success when they go to Maui. And it's a shame because they don't have their team. They don't have their complement of guys. Uh, Childs, what, we have four more games? What are they? Was that their fifth game? They're yep. three and two. They're three and two, and they've got to go out to Maui here for these three, starting with UCLA on and Monday. The, and that, that's, those count as three, right? Not just as one? For the purposes of the suspension, yes. yes. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. Get Knock off three games before Thanksgiving, so then you're down to one more, right? First game back will be the Utah game. I know it'll be the Ute game, yeah. And so he, he ought to come out like in the proverbial bull in the China shop deal because uh, he ought to be furious looking to make up for lost time. So when they get him back, he's literally a difference maker for that team. I think when they come back, when he comes back, they could be halfway decent. The Utes, the Myrtle Beach Invitational. You been to Myrtle Beach? I have. Yeah. Is that where you saw that line for Kiss mm-hmm. around the store? I thought that's where you were. Sweet, the, the, the huh? Line that formed uh, like two days before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Utes are three zero. They draw Coastal Carolina in the first game in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. DJ and PK. Hashtag College Football. I love what we're doing offensively, and I think we had very similar results last time Andy was here, you know, in our first four years. And so I think that it is a great compliment to our defense. They play off each other, and very pleased so far. You never make your final analysis until after the season, until you have the whole body of work. But uh, so far, it's been pretty, pretty good. Kyle Whittingham analyzing the offense and the work of offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig. It's all coming together. That's for sure. Senior quarterback. Running back has got all the records. The receivers are improving. The new OC, it's all Zach clicking. Zach Moss has more records than the Beatles. Ooh, see what you did there. If I'm Sione Lund and Devontae Henry Cole, I'm fired up for this game. Because I should get to play a lot. American Athletic Conference Commissioner Mike Oresco sounded off on what he termed was a, quote, double standard for G5 teams in the college football playoff rankings. Each time I've watched the release of the rankings, I've seen an unfortunate predictability, and why wouldn't I be upset? We've been fighting what I think is a P5 preference. We've been fighting it for years, and we're fighting now a double standard when it comes to evaluating G5 teams. What's the, I tried to read that, and I gave up. What What this are we is, talking about? This is, I mean, uh, I agree in I principle, think, but I think what, what are we saying man. specifically? I think he thinks Cincinnati and Memphis should be ranked higher. And in the previous years, right now, yeah. in the previous years, he thinks UCF... Got a got a bad I mean, deal. I understand that one, but yeah. I was didn't know this year rank how many spots high or what. Memphis Tell is me. at eighteen. Yeah, I know, but who should you yeah. just you're complaining? Right, but I want to know. Should they be a supposed, top ten? Should Cincinnati be a top ten? Okay, team? 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah, give me something. I just, I get it. It's always going to be out there. And the Central Florida thing that was out there for two years, we understood that. But now we're, we're almost two years removed from that, too. I didn't know specifically what he was talking Was he just speaking generally? Because, yeah, it'll always be that way. That's like saying kids who are born to rich parents have advantages that kids who are born to poor parents don't have. Of course. I, I guess I can see where he thinks they should be higher because you got one loss Memphis at 18, one loss Cincinnati at 19, and one loss Boise State's at 20. And they're behind three loss teams like Iowa and Auburn. But if you move them up, you're not going to move them into the top four, right, so, and one of them's going to get a spot so in the New Year's Six anyway. what are anyway. you missing? I don't know. That's I don't what, have an answer for you. I, I, needed more too low. I needed more meat to the he, complaint. He would, maybe he would feel like, well, we ought to be 12, not 18, but that would still land one team in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I don't know what they're missing. That's would why I, I wanted more to it, because I wanted to hear what he had to say, but I didn't get it. The response from the college football executive, a college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock. Certainly, I feel that everyone is entitled to his or her opinion. <laughs> that just feels like a huge blow off. Pat him on the head. Here's a cookie. <laughs> well, what's he talking about? Uh, yeah, I heard to- what Mike Oresco said, and uh, he can just have a big old dose of shut the bleep up. <laughs> we don't care. We're going to keep doing this. This train's left the station, and it's not changing. Well, yeah, no, but no matter what they do, they're, they're always going to be complaints. This is a situation, unless you have where you qualify, but anytime there's a vote, there's going to be some form of dispute. We have it every year. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. You know, he's arguably the greatest player that ever walked. Uh, you think about his level of excellence over the last 20 years. Uh, I don't think it's comparable. To anybody, uh, the impact he's had on teams. Uh, you know, I think his greatest trait is his mental toughness. Uh, it seems, regardless of, of what circumstance he's in, he always finds a way to be his best and get the job done, and help the guys around him to get their job done. And uh, he and Coach Belichick are an unbelievable combination—the best that ever walked in this league. That's Jason Garrett, the Cowboys coach, talking about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And you really can't argue with that. There's too many championships now, PK. There's too many Super Bowl titles, and they back that up with other Super Bowl appearances, and they back that up with a string of division titles. So you don't think there's any argument that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever? No. No. I gave up when he won the sixth one. And, and Even when he had more titles. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach. Yeah, there they are. I don't think it's the coach's job to win titles. It's to get the most out of them. Put them in position, if that's what the talent level is. They've turned over so many players there in the salary cap era and kept winning, and I think he gets credit for that too. I think those are his decisions. So that's, that's Guys management. coming and going. That's, just, it, that's not just coaching. Yeah. Okay. And he does both. Regardless of what titles he holds during any point in this 20-year run, it feels to me like he's calling the shots. And they lose guys, and they replace them, and this receiver goes, and that running back goes, and they just and keep plus, going. plus, nobody wants to say it, but he manages to win with more white guys than the average team. I mean, nobody wants to say that because you're not supposed to say it. But He wins with white receivers. Yeah. But more white guys on the team? 
the receivers? Well, well, no, I know the wide receivers because we We see them. We understand that. No, I do know the receivers (laughs) because I see them. But I don't know the percentage of the roster. I know, obviously you don't. I got it. It makes you queasy. So what is it? He wins with more white guys. I just said it. How many more? More than the other teams. I don't count them up. Well, then how do you know? Because I see it. He's got a bunch of little white dudes who don't make other teams. Somehow, I've seen, he puts them in these I've roles, seen, and they flourish. I've seen Julian Edelman. I mean, I get that. I've seen fire, and I've seen rain. Amendola? Come on. I said I've seen the receivers, but I didn't know the rest of the team. I'm not talking. I don't, okay. I don't pay attention to the linemen. Who's, who watches them? Only, the only people who watch linemen are linemen. They're way important. But the rest of us fans don't watch linemen. That was Jason Garrett being really nice. Then Tom Brady got interviewed about the uh, the Cowboys, and because he grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, he's a you know a Niner fan as a kid, and he told reporters, "I really not like the Cowboys since coming out of the womb." Got got a laugh. Oh, ever out since of that. he was born. Ever since he was born. Yeah. yeah. The Morgan Scally <laughs> quote. There it is. And then speaking of the Utes, former Ute Eric Weddle. I don't get this. The Rams' safety will not reveal any secrets about the Ravens to his current team. I could tell them a lot of stuff, but that's just not who I am, said Weddle, who signed a two-year, $10.5 million contract with the Rams after the Ravens released him last March. So now we're going to play it on the field, and the best team's going to win. Now, given that there's an offseason, I don't know how much he can tell them, but I would figure he'd tell them everything he could. I mean, a lot of the tendencies are on film, so he could tell them stuff about guys, but I would think they would know that because they've looked at the film. And as far as, you know, if you got if it were mid-season and you know, like, audibles and keywords or whatever, but in the off-season, I figure all that changed, too. I don't know how much he knows, but it, I don't know. That quote struck me as weird. Uh, it struck me as wrong. I'd sit him. Where's your <laughs> loyalty? Who's paying you? Every, everybody else does it. The Rams are paying him. Ten and a half million bucks. And I know he's tears. really popular around here, and we're in the room of truth, not the room of popularity, and I don't really care about popularity. I'm the Rop? Say, yeah. Yeah, I think We're in the rot. Some folks out there, wherever, everywhere, like to be popular. Everybody likes to be popular. Who doesn't like to be popular? Nobody likes criticism. We all understand that. So, maybe hesitant to criticize Whittle on the Weddle on this, but come on. How do I know he's going to play hard then? What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, Michael Lev, Arizona beat writer for the Arizona Daily Star, is going to join us talk about the Utes and the Wildcats. Joe Ingles is here at 945. Got a question up on Facebook. We can get this, get to this next. Who's having a birthday today, PK? A couple questions on Facebook, but yeah, Kyle Winningham is 60 years old today. Beloved by many, hated by others. Kyle turned 60 on Thursday today. Why is he so polarizing? And get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone.